Welcome along to our first session here on Full Time. Big cure going out to all our listeners out there. Also going out to our junior rugby players who kick off their rugby season this morning. Big good luck going out to one and all, even though most of you would have played uh, your games already. Uh, and also want to send a shout out to our sponsors, Ray Scrag Motors, of course. They're down there on Grey Street. And they would like to say a special May the 4th be with you uh, day here on Full Time Without a Doubt. Anyway, joining me uh, once again here on um, on Tūrangi FM, we have with us Rao Walker. Morning, yeah, bro. Good, uh, good morning there, boys. Yes, the ring and may the 4th be with you. And sad news that um, the actor that plays to Chewbacca uh, passed away during the week, so... Uh, Kind of poignant, poignant that uh, you know on May the fourth uh, that uh, they lost one of the uh, great ones in, 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 in the Star Wars movie. Peter Mayhew, Peter Mayhew is who you're talking about, eh? Mm, seven foot tall, I think. So uh, you know, would have made a good uh, all black forward or rugby forward. He could have indeed. He could have indeed. Anyway, also joining us from up there in Pyroa, we have with us our man um, uh, Reno Wilkinson. From Ngaiwi FM, morena bro. Yeah, morena, morena bros. Uh, yeah, just uh, to reiterate in regards to the passing of uh, Chewbacca. Bruh, how does it go, bro? Bruh, that was a bloody... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I also can, <laughs> can also hear um, guns in the background as well. So see, I started by the duck shooting season. Don't hear too many quack quacks, a lot of gun guns, a lot of bang bang. But yeah, hope everyone's enjoying your Saturday morning. Absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, um, hopefully joining us is also our man JT, Jason Tafifirangi. Kia ora, bro. Maybe not then, maybe not. Maybe he's not joining us. Anyway, uh, I'll tell you what, boy, was there some um, great, uh, there was some uh, great rugby that was happening um, last night, uh, wasn't there, uh, Reno, of course, the Crusaders and the Sharks. Boy, that was one heck of a game. I, I managed to catch the whole um, first half and, uh, well, unfortunately, not able to get through uh, for the for the last half. But I, I was able to catch the highlights earlier this morning. Boy, what a game that was, eh? Yeah, game, I suppose the uh, South African franchise Sharks would be ruined. They should have won, actually, and, uh, to get their chance to beat the uh, Mighty Crusaders. Uh, oh, it's just one of those things. Uh, people will say, use a get-out-of-jail card. Uh, Mitchell Hunt getting the uh, kick over, and uh, at full-time was 21 norm. And I see old um, Kieran Rito, or Rito, uh, playing so many games as well. And, yeah, just one of those things, 21 all, and be happy with that. Now the boys in the red and black get ready to uh, head over to South Africa. So wasn't expecting that, actually. Not many would have been expecting that. No, no, not at away all. away from the main when they want to play, they can play. Yeah, the, the brand new team that Ra Walker has started to um, uh, endorse, or should I say support, uh, not not a great start for your supporting uh, team there, eh, uh, eh, Ra? Well, there you go, Kizzy. I think I put the kibosh on them by reiterating uh, <laughs> during the week that I maybe sort of, uh, you know, changing allegiances. But uh, look, I tell you, it just, it, just puts, uh, it just puts faith in a lot of the other teams now that the Crusaders may well can, can may well be beaten. I mean, you know, if... Uh, the Sharks fight can keep them to a draw. Well, then I think a lot of teams, um, especially over in the Republic, uh, who the, the, the contemporaries are going to look against, they're going to view that game, watch that game, analyse it, and um, maybe, you know, find ways to try and exploit uh, that Crusaders' defence and, and winning form. And hello, you might see a few upsets over there, but, but I don't think so. The Crusaders will bounce back. They're one of those teams. They haven't been, uh, you know, champion for who knows how many years. Um, yeah, it's just a little glitch in their army. You could, uh, I, I think they'll bounce there. I think it was a very good defensive effort from the uh, Sharks um, to start off with. Uh, what do you reckon, Reno? Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally agree with you there, uh, Keithy, on that one. Uh, that's what wins games, and they came to uh, defend. Obviously, uh, everyone talked about the uh, Crusaders running rampant over the South African team, but hey, they turned out to play, and uh, just one of those things. You know, you take it back about what, five weeks ago where they fell a bit. Just during the, oh, might have been six weeks ago in uh, the terror in Christchurch, and then they lost that weekend uh, convincingly to the Waratahs. Just one of those things. Uh, on any day, any team that turns up can win, and 
we know the red and blacks can uh, bounce back from this and uh, South Africa, everyone think, well, might be a bit tough over there, but they're proved when it needs to be done over there, especially when it gets to the finals end. Uh, there's a team that can win and win a final over there as well. It'll be them. So, yeah, just a little, like Ross said, chink in the armour there, but they'll carry on and carry on to next week and um, just focus on next week. That's the way Razor Robin, Robinson looks at it. And, yeah, nearly got beaten, but a draw better than a loss. So, uh, you know. Wasn't that bad for Ra supporting the team? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what, I was pretty impressed actually by um, uh, the, the South African number 10, their kicker, because boy, he was slotting some um, from kicks from all over the place, eh? I mean, I, I, I think his name is Bosch or Kosh or something, but uh, he, t- he had me saying, oh my gosh, with some of his kicks, eh? Yeah, yeah, and that's it, and that's what it comes down to. You get these kicks, these two points, uh, three points, it soon adds up. Look, we remember watching an all-black game where Bodie Barrow had a shocker down in Wellington, couldn't land anything, and what happened? We lost. So, uh, you know, you get your points, get it out of the goal, uh, you get there in the end. That can be the end or be all of a game. Whether you win by one point or not, it'll soon bounce back, and uh, you recognise that conversion or penalty. So, very vital these days in a lot of games, eh, the kicking. They've got a lot of get-out-of-jail-free cards, those Crusaders, though, eh, Reno? Yeah, like many other teams, mate. Just another one of those things. And, you know, we, yep. Oh, well, hey, they could have lost. We would have been talking a totally different story this morning. But um, a draw, they salvaged themselves. And I don't know, mate. They've they've used more than nine lives like a cat. I know. I know. Boy, have they what. I mean, uh, I, I think before we went here, we were saying the Sharks... You know, they deserve to win, but uh, this is the Crusaders. You've got to be on almost 85 minutes uh, of the game rather than uh, playing the full 80 minutes. You've got to play almost 85 minutes against um, the Crusaders, eh? Because they, they honestly are that good, aren't they? Oh, yeah, they'll go right down to the last minute, especially when they're on the trial line, and they can see it's seven points. They needed that seven points. Uh, stuck real close, the penalty, the penalty right under the goalpost, and might have been so close to some of it being called a penalty try there one part so uh, but hey they went out there wide I thought oh no a bit too wide but then Mitch Hunt got the kick over and he's uh, known for that type of stuff he's done it against the Highlanders in history and done the big mighty old drop kick I think he won the award for that mm. for their kick uh, being recognised uh, at the big rugby awards so yeah just one of those games and um, oh well we'll move on to uh, next week where they'll prepare for the Bulls uh, Saturday morning so see how they prepare for that Bulls will be tough over there as well now um, the other game that was uh, played early hours of the morning I guess was the Sunwolves or or not too too long after that game uh, the Red Sunwolves Um, Sunwolves you know they've had quite a season but you know it's almost a bit of a down season for them really this, this season isn't it Reno? Yeah, it's like they're playing for really nothing. Mm. Uh, they know their season's done in the Super Rugby, which is sad. And uh, they've been pretty good prior to the announcement. Uh, the Queensland team are lucky to uh, you know, win there. They had a um, uh, centre-off player as well, Rick Carter, uh, yeah. hitting the old uh, Sunderbolt player in the head there. So, you know, uh, at one point there was very close. And yeah, you got a feel for the Sunwolves. But, hey, it's Suncorp. Um, big game for the Reds and... Old Kiwi boy, old Brad Thorne, be happy with that. Yes, indeed. The Hurricanes, of course, they go up against the Rebels later on um, uh, today. Uh, should be a good game for the Hurricanes, eh? Yeah, yeah, I think the Canes made a, uh, you know, mind you in saying that you don't know what this Rebels team, they've got nothing to lose. They're the top team uh, from the Australian franchise. So they'll go hard uh, against the Hurricanes. I think no TJ Pedernata playing. Um, so they'll, they'll take their opportunities. But I think the Canes mate, might be too home. Uh, two, two, good at home. And, and Ra, well, you, uh, which we don't know which one you're picking with this uh, next game, the Highlanders and Chiefs. Well, that's right, Chief. They're both they're both my teams. Um, I think I'm going to go with the with the Landers. I think I made mention on social media. I think I'll, I'll support them this weekend. Um, Chiefs haven't been too fantastic, and uh, you know a lot of the. Landers boys, they'll be sort of um, sort of hanging out for you know a bit of a, a duck shoot as well uh, this weekend as it gets underway. But uh, now I'm going to go for the Southern men. I hope they have a, a good one. And um, yeah, uh, this time around, forty uh, no target. Uh, okay, well, what's been happening with the Chiefs this season though? What what are your thoughts on how how come the Chiefs haven't had a good year this this year? Good 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 players, great personnel in there, but. Um, 
They're just not firing, eh? Yeah, and, uh, you know, they've got a good coach as well. Um, just not their season, Keithy. I think uh, you, you do get um, a lot of teams that, you know, go through those ebbs and flows. And um, as a lot of them, they, they do start off uh, the Super Rugby season with high expectations and hopes. But sadly, uh, that's only gauged on your performances uh, weekend and weekend out. So, sadly, uh, they haven't been uh, cutting the proverbial mustard, so to speak. And, uh, you know, their position on the table um, lends to that. But, uh, yeah, I think I think uh, season's probably uh, not what they wanted and uh, they'll have to look forward to it for next year, I hate to say. Um, but there's still potential on that side. They've got a good mix of experience and, and youth. Um, but as we've seen with uh, most of the successful sides like Reigns Crusaders, um, it's all how they come together and, and perform uh, during the game. And sadly, no, the, the boys from Waikato just haven't been doing that, so, uh, you know, they are where they are. The Highlanders haven't been having a great season either, though. How about them? Yeah, I know, and, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's not good for my uh, support of both, both teams. So, you know, um, and picking the, the game this week in between both my uh, sides, it was a hard one because, um, you know, it's not a not a successful or a, uh, a, a season that probably ever want to repeat. But um, I had to make the call, and uh, and and, and, I, and, I, and I went to the Southerners, but uh, no, the Chiefs have just got to rebuild and, and find some form, I suppose. Uh, what do you reckon about uh, the seasons of both those teams there, um, Reno? Yeah, Ra's pretty well nailed it, actually. It's just one of those years for both teams, uh, more often than others. Uh, actually, when you think of the Highlanders, they're normally sitting around out of our top five franchises around the four or five area. Uh, because the top's always dominated by uh, Hurricanes, um, Hurricanes and the Crusaders. Yeah, it's just one of those things, you know. Another, another one of those years, um, nothing to really uh, reminisce on with them both. So, I don't know, big year rugby, uh, I don't know what it is. They've got player pool, star players, uh, good structures in place, but it just doesn't seem to come to the points when they come out and play. Uh, people might say, oh, the loss for the Chiefs are Damon McKenzie, Brody Retallick, Sam Kane. Some key players, yeah, yeah, that's right. But um, you can't just rely on three big names. Uh, they've got to work as a team unit. And just a few things aren't working too well, especially with the Chiefs in the forward pack. Their front row doesn't seem to be uh, working that great. They're getting pinged. Uh, yep, just one of those seasons. They can only pick up and, um, you know, see what happens in another year's time, mate. I don't really know. I've got no answers for it. But just one of those things. Um, they've got the potential, but just don't seem to have the mould currently at this stage of where the uh, Hurricanes and the Crusaders are and the Blues uh, seem to picked up a little bit there as well. And I don't know, it's not working for those other two teams. I think what the best thing you can say about the Highlanders and the Chiefs, at least they're not Aussie teams, eh? I think that's about the best thing you can say about them. What do you reckon, Ralph? Well, and uh, again, with that analogy, Keith, it makes me sleep better at night. <laughs> <laughs> No, not really. I'll tell you, um, it happens. I mean, and, and you know that from, you know, your support of the Hurricanes, um, you know, some seasons they do, some seasons they don't. Um, the, only, the only team you can pretty much uh, bet your house on and guarantee a successful outcome is probably Reds and the Red and Blacks. Um, but that comes down to the, you know, the testimony and the strength of, of their coaching structure, the whole mm. kind of foundation, the layout, and right through to the players who, you know, perform um, weekend in. Weekend out, uh, whatever whatever the Crusaders uh, have, and we've always made mention, and I'm sure the rugby public out there would like to know their their secret sort of uh, winning winning recipe. But yeah, now my two teams are back to the drawing board, and we need to focus on uh, on uh, on next year. But uh, some of those those players coming through in both uh, the the franchises, the Landers and the Chiefs. Um, you know, I think a lot of them, uh, especially the top flight players that we're looking at selecting for the ABs as we head into rugby world cup year, um, you know, their, their club side, their, their franchise not doing so well, but if they can sort of try and perform to the AB coaches' expectations, then, you know, they, they may well go through to, uh, to this year's rugby world cup, but it's a wait and see like, uh, like, like most sporting events. One of the things, because we checked out, I, I know we checked out the, um, the uh, statistics for the Crusaders, and it's quite an amazing statistic. I think they've gone, well, you, you, you'd probably remember it more yourself. I think they've gone to the um, finals, is it 13 or 14 times 
um, the Crusaders, eh? And I think they've won, like, is it eight or nine titles there around Reno? Nine. Nine yeah, titles. Nine. You're right, Keithy, nine. Yeah, one nine. Um, look, I'll put it into this context uh, when we're talking about this. It's like uh, a lot of players want to represent the black jersey. They're proud of the black jersey. It means a lot to them to represent your country. All black's the pinnacle uh, to make it in a rugby career. Everyone wants to be an all black when you're playing at top-level sports. I get the feeling that that is very, very similar to players who want to play and represent the Crusaders. It's mm. the same feeling, I bet you. Mm. Uh, wanting to play a lot more stronger for the pride of that red and black jersey because of the history, like you've just touched on, the amount of times they've been to the finals, the amount of times they've won. I think that kind of feeling is very similar. When it comes to the Highlanders, the Chiefs, the Blues and the Hurricanes, mm. I might have this wrong. I might be wrong totally. But I think it's more like, look, we're playing for the Canes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yes. End of story. Look, I'm in the Chiefs. I made the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. I made the Highlanders. I made the Blues. I'm playing for a super rugby team. But the expectation from an individual playing in the Crusaders, yeah, it's a lot more stronger. But they're playing for their jersey, the pride of the uh, team in the history that comes with it. Mm. So that's mostly why you will see uh, this team getting a lot more uh, dominant throughout the uh, tournaments as they go on. The super rugby tournaments says. Uh, Crusade has always been up there. I think, I don't know, I might be wrong in saying that, but I think there's a bit more of a psyche inside their brain to play for the red and black jersey compared to just someone who's uh, happy to play for the Chiefs. I might be wrong, but I think I see, that's how I see it. Well, it's interesting because just having a look at the uh, standings at the moment, um, what what is really interesting is that the Hurricanes are actually playing against the Rebels, who at the moment are leading the Australian Conference. Mm. Now, that's almost something unheard of, eh, Reno? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like I was saying, uh, that's going to be an interesting game. Um, it could turn out similar to uh, the game last night. You would think the Canes mm. are going to have all their way this afternoon at quarter past five. But the Rebels have got nothing to lose. They know they're heading to, what are we, week 12, uh, just over a month, and it gets right into the final. So, is they represent the Australian country and up the top there, and it's new new territory for that franchise. Uh, they'll go hard out, you know. Uh, look, they got old Quade Cooper there. Eh? Who would have thought that? <laughs> and True. Well, he's had his ups and downs at uh, other other franchises. So, um, no, good on them, and they deserve to be there. I would not be surprised if they beat the Hurricanes because mm. the Hurricanes next week will have to play the Blues uh, at Eden Park. Right. So a couple of, couple of two weeks games that will be tough for the Kings. Yeah. Don't be surprised if the Rebels pull it over them, but I can't see it. I'd be very surprised if the Rebels uh, beat the Hurricanes. Very surprised. Shocked even. Shocked. Now, the Blues Brumbies, which is uh, on later tonight, uh, where, where do you think that one's going to go there, um, Reno? Yeah, Brumbies, mate. Brumbies at home. It'll be too cold for the old Polly boys over there uh, in the capital. So, uh, no, I think the Brumbies will uh, knock over the Blues, eh? What do you reckon, Ra? <clears throat> so, Kelly, I'm trying to sort of eat an apple and and, and comment at the same time, but um, I'm going to go for the Blues. Um, it was good to have um, Kelly Mialami, former uh, All Black Great and, um, you know, Blues legend here in, the, in Gizzy uh, yesterday, I think it was. So, uh, no, I think uh, I think the Blues uh, should win that one. Well, I hope they do. Um, you know, I think they've had a probably a better season than most, and uh, they've got a, a few good young up and coming players. So, you know, in terms of the franchises, uh, next few seasons, I reckon they're in good speed, but uh, they've got to start winning these ones, and uh, the more they can notch up, as we know, the, the better position placement they get. So, no, I'm going to back them against uh, uh, the Brumbies. I don't think they can. Well, I don't know. Uh, this is a tough one. Both, both, um, you know, both both teams aren't um, playing or having a great season. Um, uh, that is for sure. Uh, especially with the Brumbies. I think, was it last week, that they got beaten by the Hagawaris. I mean, um, where was that game? That was over there, though. But uh, still, uh, the Hagawaris, though, they're, they're playing pretty good um, this season. They've, they've got a game against the Storm tomorrow night, eh, Reno? Or tomorrow morning, should I say? Yeah, yeah tomorrow morning. I don't know. I think um, the Storm might get that one, mate. Mm. Don't know, hard to say, eh? but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how the Waratahs go against the Bulls, especially when they know their main man. It's uh, D-Day today for Izzy Falau. Uh, this is where we'll find out whether he's still got a contract. Um, we touched on this on Wednesday. Yes. Let's say he'll still have a contract. Obviously, the Pacific Island boys have spoken about the mutiny as well. It will be an interesting day for Izzy, so 
be interesting also to see how the tars go. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's tomorrow morning. See, they'll find out the news later yeah. on today. So. Yeah. Mm. I, I think it'll be interesting to uh, for Australian rugby all over. Uh, what do you reckon, Ra? Uh, with the ongoing Izzy Folau Sanger? What do you reckon? Do you reckon he's going to stay uh, in the Australian team? Are they going to give him the boot? Well, you know, there's a lot of speculation um, going around at the moment, and, and it is a watch the space in terms of the situation. Um, you know, if, if I was a, a coach or part of the structure of the uh, the Wallabies team, you know, you'd hate to not have a, an important strike player like that missing from um, this, this year's World Cup. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those calls that that, that will be made, and um, I, I think. I think he'll, he'll make the cut, even though, you know, in spite of all the rhetoric and, and uh, dialogue that's going on now uh, in, his, in, his, in his situation, um, you know, how can you how can you do without a uh, player of his calibre? You've got to, you know, pick what, what sort of, uh, what you want most, um, you know, the controversy of, of, his, uh, of his comments or to have, uh, you know, a team that could take away uh, the World Cup title. I've always said, you know, um, they won't they won't sack him. Well, I can't see them sacking them anyway, eh, Reno? I can't see them sacking him. He's their best player. How do they go to the Rugby World Cup and not have him? They'll sack him after. That's what I've always said. They'll sack him after mm. the Rugby World Cup, not before. <laughs> They'll find a way to give him the boot after the Rugby World Cup is over. That's what I've always um, said since the whole saga kind of um, started. But it is interesting about a possible mutiny by the Islander players, though, eh, eh Reno? Yeah, and that's, uh, these are key other players, too, uh, who make up this Wallabies team. And uh, there's a lot going on with the uh, Pacific boys over there in Australia around these stance. We touched on that on Wednesday about the religious stance, which is huge. Uh, he's on a $4 million contract. Today is the D-Day, but it could also roll out to the uh, three guys on the panel to declare a decision is or tomorrow. So it may not get answered today or tomorrow. But also I see uh, employee experts have spoken. This whole verdict could continue on for months or even years. Mm. Uh, that's just the uh, capacity of what he's actually uh, done in his breach of contract uh, in regards to his uh, conflicting religious or everything he's put out there, uh, moral issues, corporate sponsorships, everything like this. So there is a lot of pressure on this uh, young man uh, with what he's put up there on the social media. So I don't know. I don't know whether we'll find out. You could be right, Keith. He might carry on through and play at the, the um, tournament and get the sack and the Warriors will sign him up for next season. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I really don't know. It, it'll all be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if he gets up and it'll be interesting to see how the Australian media react to that uh, with the next week as well. Uh, I reckon, uh, yeah, like Ra says, watch the space. It's not the end of it. Um, I don't know. It's going to have a massive effect because I think this ripple effect will not only be in Australia, but it's going to be around everywhere. So, oh, we'll see what happens, mate. You know, a young guy, so much talent, played a few codes, and it's just his belief in what he believes in. But, yeah, watch the space, I would say, and see what happens. But it's going to be interesting. you'll turn up in Japan. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, that is for sure. We're going to go to a break. We'll be back with more full time right after this. On behalf of the full timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Joachim Currid, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on joachimcurrid.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp. Spotify, Instagram, and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out the Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter, and on his website, thepolishambassador.com. You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM, number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. 
We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on full time. Welcome back to our second session here on Full Time. want to send another shout-out going out to uh, our um, sponsors, Racecraft Motors, uh, down there on Grey Street. Now, um, before we get into uh, talking a bit about sport, we've got our very own Reno Wilkinson, who's going to be heading overseas um, very shortly. On Wednesday, isn't it, Reno? Yeah, yeah, Wednesday night, mate. Uh, yeah, been a long time coming. Uh, me and the whole family heading over there to uh, spend three weeks or 20-odd days over there. Uh, land into Hawaii, head across to LA, venture up to uh, San Francisco, then head on down to Vegas at the Grand Canyon, and then Hawaii on the way home, uh, get back to New Zealand on the 31st of May. So, yeah, I've talked about it for a little while with you guys, and uh, it's only days away, not far away at all. Yeah, I know you must be excited, as, as must the whole uh, Fano, and uh, I'm sh- I'm certain you're going to be enjoying yourself over there, eh, bro? Yeah, it will be, something different, a uh, big venture with uh, six of us heading over, so in the Moko, so yeah, it will be, I am excited um, to see how things will unfold, and I think one of the scariest things is I'm driving over there as well, mate, so oh, I'll right. drive off the side <laughs> of the road, and I think you I'll need the biggest cow play on the back of my windscreen. <laughs> what was that, right? You'll have to go and check out a baseball game because I think uh, as we head into our winter season, they're heading into their, their summer code. So, uh, you know, they love their baseball over there in summer. Yeah, yeah, we did investigate on that type of stuff uh, for us to get into an NBA game because they're heading into their finals as yes. well. Yes, yes. Uh, it was like $700 each ticket. And you read down the front and you're at the top baseball game as well. And that was uh, just as expensive. And you know we're near the front part as well, and it was like five hundred dollars a ticket. Really, how? So it's expensive. So you, you kind of put it into perspective um, when you see the people sitting around and they're and they're in their thousands. Mm. Uh, the kind of money you generate, you can see why they pay uh, a lot of these are uh, people the big bucks. Mm. And now you kind of see how it all works. And hey, look, that was just us getting normal seats, and there was between four to five hundred. So wow. a lot of money in America. There's so many what a million billionaires or something like that, and yeah, you can kind of see. Um, how come they can dominate um, with uh, paying the players millions of dollars because of the uh, price of the fans? And, hey, they're all turned up there. And you're right, Raul, it would be lovely. Uh, I did think of an NFL game, but I didn't want to waste a whole bloody day watching the team yes. going back and forth. Agreed. A couple of metres at a time, getting all confused, and that's my whole day gone. What a waste of day for the family. But, yeah, now we've got a few things to do over there. Disney, Universal, Alcatraz, Pearl Harbor. All that uh, tourist stuff. You're going to have to try and keep uh, all the ladies away with your sexy Kiwi accent, eh? Mate, that's going to be interesting, eh? Gee, <laughs> with this old bugger. Oh, I'll have to go. Yeah, how are you going to keep? How are you going to keep them away, mate? Uh, mate well, too bad J, JT's not online with us. He might be able to give you some tips because he went away to Asia last year. I think he was able to <laughs> man, able to uh, you know manage keep to keep them away with his sexy accent, eh, bro? <laughs> yeah, didn't, didn't he get a he got a sore tooth or something? Bloody thing, he pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that no, will be interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think the common thing over there is my show go, Where are you from? You know, and they wouldn't even know where New Zealand is, half mm. of them. Mm. Yeah, they, be, most of them would think I'm mostly Australian. Could be, I think that's probably. the common thing they get over there. They all think you're Australian, but um, nah, bugger that. Anyone who's Australian fish and chips, yeah. I mean, I just don't get how New Zealand, how the New Zealand accent became. The most sexiest accent in the world. How did that happen, Reno? 
I don't get yeah, that that's that happened, question, bro. Ra, Ra, you got any thoughts on that? Well, that's probably the shows like ours. I'm full time there, Keith. You know, <laughs> we get around. They hear this, this natural lingo uh, and accent, and uh, you know, I think anybody wants to talk it. Me personally, I think it's a, it's a whole lot of caca. I think it's just uh, you know, hype. Uh, they probably pulled a language out of the head, and no, it's, it's the Kiwi slang accent. No, it was, and, a, uh, it was an actual know. survey. It was an actual survey. Over one million people took part throughout the world, obviously. So it was an actual survey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same survey. They said there were a million listeners tuned in full-time when we know there's only two out there. Oh, no, no, no. It was, it was, it was a legitimate survey, bro. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, because we also had that survey where there were actually a million, I think it was a million and a half listening in. <laughs> oh, okay, well, you get it explained a lot. Yeah, that, probably, so. probably. Yeah. Anyway, um, now yesterday we had um, continuing on with rugby. Yesterday we had um, Kevin Mialamu uh, come into um, the studio yesterday, and he's have had a bit of a chat. Of course, he had uh, um, went down to the Waikanae Surf Club um, to have a bit of a, a talk about his career career over over the years and. Um, uh, uh, you know, it was wonderful having uh, such a nice, humble guy because he's a real humble sort of guy, um, really. Eh, Kevin Mialamu, uh, good guy, I-, I would dare say. And uh, he was in town sharing some of his um, knowledge uh, with us here. And uh, boy, I tell you what, um, he certainly was one of the one of those good players. Well, you know, stayed in the All Blacks for years and years and years. Um, what do you remember of Kevin Mialamu there, uh, Reno? Yeah, yeah, played early years at many a franchise in Super Rugby. I remember the day in the Chiefs, but uh, predominantly known up there in Auckland at the Blues. Mm. And, you know, he's a legend uh, in the Blues uh, franchise uh, over many years, uh, given so much for them and very proud to represent them, but also uh, just as much uh, in his role as hooker uh, for the All Blacks. I think a key component to be a, a role model in that position for some of these young ones that have come on through because of his years of experience and when he got acknowledged uh, for the 100-plus games he's played at that position. That's no easy feat at number two. But uh, on the field, just a uh, physical player, hard, always uh, went hard in his younger years and the age kind of caught up with him. But also off the field, uh, you can't get any better guy from a front row because he's just a real people's person, humble is, nice uh, pers- personality about him and everything. And, Mate, uh, he's just got a nice ahu about him and he's always out there giving and it's good to have him up where you are. And he does books for kids, uh, his passions around his family and children. And yeah, he's an all-round awesome guy on the field and off the field. First time that he's ever been in our area. So he said yesterday um, there, uh, what are your thoughts about Kevin Mialamu? Yeah, pretty much everything Ren said. Um, you know, just an, just an awesome down-to-earth Kiwi bloke who... Uh, had no pretenses, and uh, you know, even on the rugby field, he was a, he was a fantastic ambassador and, and, and a role model um, for a lot of kids up, you know, up and coming. Um, he just had that way about him. He he wasn't a, a dirty player. He just got on with the biz, and he always gave it 150 percent. And um, he was so humble in his in his presentation that you know, a perfect role model for for anybody coming through. Um, you know, who who wants to excel. In, in whatever they did, in this case, sport. And, um, you know, he wasn't a bad rugby player to boot as well. He was one of those, um, you know, I think we always talk about it on, on, on the odd occasion about, you know, the, the ones you get the hands dirty in, in, in the racks and the scrums and the water powerhouses, the ones who, who set up the play for the, the glory boy backs and, and the like, you know, he was one of those nuggety kind of um, impact players who just got on with the job and he made everybody else look good. And and you know, uh, when you talk longevity too, eh, Reno? He he was, uh, yeah. you know, he he's been there for a very long time. I think he was still thirty six when he was playing for the All Blacks, if I remember correctly, eh, Reno? So um, you know, uh, longevity yeah, yeah. as well too. Hundred and something. Oh, tests. definitely. You know. Mm. Yeah, you know, you're right, mate. You're right, totally right. There are uh, 132 uh, games, you know, for the uh, ABs from uh, 2002 to 2015. And his career, when you think of uh, where he came from, and, you know, another another one of the prodigies from out of Tokoro, bro. Mm. Uh, they'll be proud of him. And uh, that town always uh, produces uh, good products when it comes to a variety of sports. Uh, 
and what is down there, whether it's in the timber or something, but he acknowledges that, uh, the Mio Lamu whanau down there. But yeah, he's just a true champion. Um, nothing people just uh, look up to him as one of those guys. You know, never really did anything like Izzy Falau, anything stupid like that. Mm. Uh, just played the game, played with heart, passion, and off the field exactly the same. The persona of the guy on the field was exactly the same off the field. So good on him. And that, that, that's a coup, mate. I bet you he'll be back in your area again. Oh, you know, he's oh, got a feel for it and a love for it. Well, he'll be back. Especially if he loves Kinners, I suppose, eh? He'll definitely be back uh, this way. Um, well, one of the great things with him, uh, you know, you talked about uh, him being so humble uh, as well there. Uh, he, he um, you know, just had a bit of a surprise visit at Makaraka School yesterday. And as well as that, he was down there at Waikirikiri Park um, with, the, the, um, uh, with the junior rugby, which just kicked off um, this morning. So, uh, yeah, yeah. A great guy, Aira. Oh yeah, um, you know, on and off the field, Keithy. Um, you know, there's, there's very few players who 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 don't look for the limelight, but you know, trust upon them, and um, you know, that they're not in it for themselves. They they they, they like to sort of um, you know sort of do well and pass it on to the next generations. And Kiwi Kiwi's no exception. Um, you know, he knows where the future is, and and even um, the nature of our game and um, having having up and coming players who, who play hard but also you know play fair and, and just sort of appreciate what what they have. Um, yeah, he is one of the great ones, one of those unsung heroes that uh, you know he may not have uh, scored a million tries or you know won so many awards, but you knew he was there and uh, he's uh, he's a legacy player. Um, good guy to talk to too. You know, real quiet undertones. Um, mm. You wouldn't think he was uh, he was an AB and uh, you know former Auckland great. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so also uh, concerning rugby today, down at Rugby Park, uh, they've got the what's called Town and Country, which is kind of a well, it's a, a new concept. Um, certainly around here, uh, they've got um, the three premier um, teams uh, from town that. Um, Pirates, GMC, OBM and High School Old Boys, they've formed a team, you know, obviously the best of the best from those three teams. They've formed a team uh, called the Town Team, obviously. They go up against YMP, um, Ngarapa and Waikahu, who obviously form the Country Team. Now, that game is going to be played down at Rugby Park. Quite an interesting concept, I think, thought up by um, the new coach, Tom Cairns. Uh, mm. For Poverty Bay, eh? what do you reckon, Ra? Oh yeah, kind of reminds me of the days when I played junior at rugby. We used to have uh, yes. town south, uh, town north, country south. And they still play that today. Yeah. Um, there was uh, the same McDonald's. Sort of, well, it used to be called the Trust Bank Tournament. Yeah, the McDonald's it was really Tournament. Up in Reensway, I think it was called Roller Mills, up up around Waikato yep. around there or something. But mm. um, you know, the concept's not new, but they've just sort of transferred it all things onto the um, the adult rugby senior which, games. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting here, then, because see how it sort of pans out and, and if it catches on. But, um, you know, it's that sort of uh, trying to, what's the word, maybe just make rugby more kind of appealing uh, and interesting and, and to get more backsides on feet to, yep. you know, locally to go and watch the games. Um, yeah, I, I hope it uh, goes well. I do too, actually. I do too. Of course, it's down there at Rugby Park. What's interesting, though, is um, apparently the uh, grandstand is um, pretty much out of bounds um, nobody can sit up on the grandstand. Uh, I think it's kind of been condemned, you know, because of uh, uh, safety reasons with the roof and also um, the uh, earthquake. Um, you know, obviously they'd had a report and it's not needs to be earthquake proofed as well. So, uh, which is a bit of a shame, um, really. Um, what do they call it? The John Hakel stand is what it's called, eh? Mm, mm, mm. Uncle John Hakel stand. So uh, no, it sounds like a. It's a bit of work, and uh, you know we need to keep up the times in terms of our, our structures around the place, of course, for you know health and safety. Um, but yeah, interesting to hear. Let's go to the NRL now, way uh, Reno. Um, the first game, Rabbitohs up against the Broncos. Pretty much predicted that the Rabbitohs would, um, you know, cakewalk over the Broncos, eh? Yeah, always uh, predicted like that, especially when it was Greg Inglis' farewell game when he came out to uh, the crowd and, uh, you know, waved to them all at ANZ, everything like that. And 
it was huge. And uh, when the uh, Rabbitohs players were scoring their tries, they're doing the old Goanna walk just in recognition of them. Very emotional for GI. Uh, been a great player in history uh, with the uh, team over the years gone by. The Storm, the Rabbits, the Broncos, uh, the Queenslanders, the uh, Kangaroos, the Indigenous as well. It was a huge occasion for him, but also for um, for the uh, Broncos because uh, the fullback also played his uh, 300th game mm. uh, for the Bronx, but obviously not to uh, celebrate in the way they wanted to uh, for him. So, yeah, no, it was a huge game. Darius um, Boyd was the uh, guy playing 300, but no, it's one of those games, mate, and this rabbit toes played well. The first time I've seen Wayne Bennett smile and have a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, he didn't really reflect on this one, you know, the coaches as well, because that's the big game that everyone had talked about for the start of the season. Mm. At the start of the season, yes. with the two coaches switching over contracts and everything, uh, yeah, the young buck up there, Brizzy Seabold, and the old timer who's a master, uh, going against him, and he didn't really even go nowhere near that. Uh, the result stood as it was, and he's just happy with the team, and we move on to next week. The old Oh, bugger, eh? never sees much, but he had a smile. That was the main thing. Who was the number six for the Rabbitohs? Um, do you remember Walker? Oh, yeah. Um, Cody Walker. Yes. Well, uh, it was great because, boy, I tell you what, those first two tries that the Rabbitohs got yeah. were freakish, I think, anyway. Um, and, of course, it was great to see him do that Goanna sort of walk right. eh, um, when he scored those two tries. Cody Walker's playing extremely well at number six. Uh, every week he turns out week in and week out. He's a class act, this kid. Uh, he's, well, he's not a kid, actually. Uh, mm. He's been around in the game for a while. He's at the tail end of the late 20s here. And no one kind of working out, well, where's, where's he been? Where's this form come from? He's had his ups and downs in his career, and he's just playing uh, really good. There are so many good sixes currently in the NRL. It's going to be hard, especially Origin coming up. Uh, that's going to be making it interesting to see which uh, way to go with the uh, Blues. The Marines, we know that's going to be muster. That's a foregone conclusion at number six. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see where they go with Luke Carey or uh, with Cody Walker. Uh, there's also others running around. But, yeah, this kid, man, his father's just playing out of it. It's just some of the kicks they do. Mm. Unreal. Uh, I know. Unreal, right? Oh, just freakish. Right, um, the Cowboys. But entertaining. Very, but very. Entertaining and I hey. think myself... Yeah. Yep. Backyard. Yeah. It's like backyard footy. You know? Uh, yep. Anything could happen um, all over the place, it seems. But I'll tell you what, looks looks really cool, man. The Cowboys, Titans um, uh, turned out that uh, the Cowboys, you know, really came on with it. Um, hey, Reno? Yeah, Jason Damalolo uh, returned after uh, week two, it was, with their major injury. He was going to come back last week, but I uh, didn't want to come up too early. And. Man, this guy put on a huge performance, a vintage performance, as some would say. Scored himself a uh, meat pie, and uh, the Cowboys come away with the win. Uh, it just tells you how one man can make a difference in the team. People talk about this. Look, they've had Johnny Thurston and the Cowboys run that whole team. They've got Matt Scott. They've got so many great players there. Uh, but big Jason come back and uh, turned the boys up, and the Gold Coast had nothing for them in the end. Uh, the Cowboys had a good win. Yeah, uh, and, you know, a bit of a shocker for our mate um, JT, of course, the Storm got beaten uh, by uh, the Shark uh, last night, eh? Yeah, that's why you can't get through to him, mate. That's why he's not answering his phone. All of a sudden, he's not on the show. And then where's this fellow's gone? Oh, bro, just your Storm? But, uh, yeah, the, the, this was a big clash. Uh, watch the build-up to this as well. There are so many key players in this going head-to-head. Uh, the rivalry between the two clubs is huge. Uh, they've had a real ding-dong battle over the years gone by, even big punch-ups. Uh, mm. The tension between the two clubs, they kind of hate each other. Uh, and I wish JT was here, actually, because he knows yes. what it's like uh, with the two clubs. He's always uh, called Paul Gallen one of the biggest rubs of the game. Uh, with the and the uh, Shire in New South Wales, they've called uh, Cameron Smith another big grub of the game as well. So there was that real intensity. Yeah, now the Sharks have actually had the better in history over the Storm uh, early in the uh, NRL competition, and for some, not a surprise actually. The Sharks snuck home there. Look, they've done it out, done it without some of the key players as well. Sean Johnson gone for a little while, and a few other players. A couple of young guys came through the reserve grade really played out of their skin. And two points is two points, and they win 2018. Uh, the main prop, right at the start, in the first hit-up, he uh, busted his whole shoulder. 
but wow. he continued to play. His uh, shoulder was smashed, uh, but he continued to play on through. I was reading the update this morning, and yeah, uh, his shoulder was gone. It was gone. His arm had dropped, but he persevered with it and started continuing on. And yeah, just one of those things. I I, I personally think it's dumb sometimes when you do that, mm. especially when the first hit up in the first minute. But he continued to play and just the way they are, and they hung on to win, so I don't think he had the pain at the end with the celebration of the win over the storm. Now, uh, real quick, Raiders, Panthers? Uh, Raiders, mate. Uh, the Sea Eagles and the Bulldogs? Uh, go to Sea Eagles. And Roosters, West Tigers? Tigers upset. Um, well, you're obviously going also for the Warriors. Uh, yeah, they got a big day tomorrow, a huge day. Uh, and I'll go Dragons over Eels as well to wrap it up. But the Warriors, uh, obviously everyone's heard about Cody Nikorima. Mm. Uh, they decided for the team, kind of knew that on Thursday when he wasn't even in the starting lineup, nowhere to be seen. And that gave him a week to uh, contemplate what his future was. I think uh, it was already signed before that team went out on the right. field on Thursday. And uh, yeah, Cody wanted to come over here. Uh, he'll bring some good to the uh, team. And uh, let's see how he goes there. But the Warriors... Massive day up there at the stadium. It's all about the celebration of kids. Bouncy Castle, Carnival Rides, Music Entertainment, $5 for a kid to go and watch the game, free ice creams. When they do it, mate, they do it in style, and they put it on for the families, and they've got so much up there. Kids are going to get uh, all sorts of merchandise when they walk through the uh, gates as well. So, so all about the kids, but the Warriors, the return of three big names. David Fusitua, RTS at the back there, the captain. But the big one is Blake Green. Uh, right. Let's hope they can uh, turn around. The Knights have arrived, and they come with a win. A uh, long-time win, but a good win over the Eels. Uh, the Warriors had a real good uh, fight against the Storm midweek on Anzac. Mm. Mm. Uh, be interesting. I just hope the Warriors. But the big build-up for this is also the first time uh, ever with the NRL touch competition that starts. So you've got the Warriors women's and the Warriors men's playing as the build-up. You've got the games that are underway. So you've got the... Uh, kids games that are playing there's something like um six games up there not bad for five bucks for kids yeah indeed so you're obviously going for the warriors 50, 15 dollars for adults that is really good uh you're obviously going for the warriors there eh, Well, i need you ask you see i mean you know you want to lose you got to back uh them i suppose uh you know they are the team of our country and uh yeah, got to support them, you know, week in, week out. Don't know why, but we just do it anyway. <laughs> um, would be good, to, you know, and, and as you can tell by the tone of my voice, I'm so excited by uh, stating the fact that, uh, that I will be supporting them again. Uh, I've brought enough merchandise of theirs from the, you know, big finger to the drink bottle to the flag to, to whatever. I mean, not as much as Reem and his 10 Warriors Jesus and Jesus throughout all the, all the seasons, but... Um, Close enough, but you know, I, I hope uh, I hope the boys have a have a win. Um, you know, that uh, staying keeping the faith. Uh, I don't know how long we've been doing it, but uh, their day shall come. May not be this year, may not be next year, but uh, their day will come. To I feel differently. I still think they're going to lose. I, I feel differently. I thought I still am standing with the fact that you know they're going to lose against the Knights today, but I think that will rejuvenate them. And this is where it will really start happening for us there, Reno. This is the day where it starts happening, but they'll take a loss for today and continue and go on with six in a row. How about that? Because <laughs> they need to, I'll tell you that. They, they, they need to. They need, they need some. Oh, they need to. Well, or, yeah, Origin's coming up too, so they're going to need those yes. two points. Yes, absolutely. So, and this is where it's going to start, tomorrow yep. afternoon. Exactly. So, you know, it's an early game. Um, so this is where it's going to count. Uh, but, hey, you know, when you take a look at their record, they've only just lost some of those games. Yep. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, some of the guests. Yep. I think it's there because, you know, a lot of the games that they have played that they've lost have been not just close but have been winnable for the for the Warriors, haven't they? Well, they've been, yeah, that, that's right. And they've had, as I say, key players. Yeah? Uh, a couple of young guys come in there. Look, old Peter Herbert gets the start. I don't think Solomon Cutter uh, will be around for much longer. I uh, just hope they persevere with the old young Chance, who's uh, only a kid really at number six. Uh, there's at least some of these guys that are coming, they're only like 19 to 22 bracket. 
Mm. Uh, it's a big step up into the beach. It puts the old veteran, old Adam Blee, who they paid a lot of money for. He's on the beach. Um, yes. So, yeah, we'll see how they go. Let's hope they turn up. As I say, it's a big day for kids up there. Huge day. Big day they're going to put on it. I look forward to the Warriors Roosters touch games, and uh, we'll see how that all goes. So, yeah, something new for it, and plenty happening up there. And, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just a big day. I'm looking forward to the entertainment day because I'm going to be up there, so it'll be massive. Awesome, awesome stuff there, Reno. Uh, uh, I think it's going to be. This is the turnaround because I, I think last week's loss, very close loss to the Storm, has you know, well, hopefully it's done something for the psyche of uh, the Warriors players. Um, they know that they can beat some of the better teams, in my opinion. But they're still not going to win this game <laughs> tomorrow. They're still not going to win and, it. And I think that's, that's, that's the expectation too. Now we're going to expect that yep. after they've played and how they've played against the Storm. That's the problem we're going to be expecting yes. to come out to play. Yes. And like Ra says, we know what kind of team this is. Uh, that word consistency. They would have played well last week, should have won that game. Yes. Uh, and they come out here and get thrashed by the Knights. The team that <laughs> down the bottom there, you know. That's yep. the type of team they are. Yeah. Still, I, I think I can feel it, Reno. I can feel it. I think we might be heading to the final, bro. <laughs> we'll, know. <laughs> we'll know in six weeks' time whether we are or not. How about that? That's what I reckon. <laughs> anyway, real quick, um, what's happening around the traps there, Reno? Yeah, well, we touched on touch. Obviously, uh, the Warriors, Roosters uh, built up to the big game. Uh, the touch results from the uh, big World Cup. Uh, some of our teams have been dominating. Next, we got gold medals. Uh, things have been going well. So, you've got a lot of live streaming on Touch NZ Facebook if you want to follow the sport of touch. Uh, you got the semi-finals mm. New Zealand, Cook Islands, Scotland, yes. Japan, Australia. All this afternoon between 12 right through to around 3.30. Big final New Zealand Aussie. So uh, check that out. The 50s means they've uh, been dominating over there in touch. So touch is alive and well. Yeah. Not only when you think it was in the youngsters and the uh, recent tournaments here around the country, but uh, look at this age group. Peter Walters, you don't get any bigger than a name like that in the sport of touch. Yeah. Uh, they're conducting with the men's 50s team and uh, they've come home. So with a good win. And, yeah, no, nah, you got to think of all of that. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of touch being played. Uh, around the uh, world um, over there with the big World Cup. Yes, and just um, just on that, want to send a big shout-out once again to Gary Harding, who's coaching the US team. And also, so I found out, um, how, would you, how is he kind of related? I guess he's kind of my nephew-in-law, Wade Brunson, who's helping um, the China team. Uh, I think it's the open, open mixed um, China team who... Um, who in their last uh, World Cup campaign uh, finished 22nd um, this year. Huge improvement. They can't finish less than 14th, I think it is, and they've got a possibility to finish 12th in the world, which is just awesome stuff. So, um, yeah. What else is happening around the traps there, um, Reno? Yeah, okay, Wellington Phoenix, uh, end of season done. Mm. They got beaten last night, so that's your season done by mm. the victory. That's the end of market. Rudar, new coach, is coming on through from the Sydney Football Club. Uh, so that news come on through as well. Uh, that's the season, unfortunately, over for them. Hey, also, uh, the netball team, Central Pulse, uh, kicking butt at the moment in the ANZ Netball uh, Premiership at this stage. But for your sponsors who sponsor our full-time show, uh, they'll be loving the under the nighttime racing at Perth, uh, the V8 supercars, uh, the Ford boys up front there in the Shell cars, the Kiwi boys at that, Scotty McLaughlin and Fab Coulter winning race one. Uh, big, big, big stuff over there. But the big news that came through after our halftime show is New Zealand, hopefully 2027, could be hosting the uh, President Cup of oh, Golf. Wow. All right, what? so that's, that's the wow. big thing, 2027. That's huge. Yeah, that's, that's, it is huge. That was just after our show, the news come through. So plans are currently, I think next month, uh, Golf in New Zealand has a meeting with the PGA, uh, and this will be one of the biggest things, as big as what the 2011 Rugby World Cup, but also the America's Cup. So... Uh, the big names of the uh, world of golf will be coming to New Zealand. Fingers crossed uh, we get, wow. there, get there for 2027. Brand new golf course up there in Northland being built. Oh. Uh, Mouldy names on the hole. So you've got the Tamariki on wow. a Tamariki uh, par three. So, uh, yeah, they've already started putting things in place. And, yeah, that was huge. That is going to be a massive event for New Zealand. Oh, that, yeah, that would be huge if that was to come here. 
That would be just awesome. The best golfers in the world in New Zealand. That would be something special, wouldn't it, Reno? Yeah, yeah, work on the way to bring the prestigious Presidium Golf Cup uh, 2027. So really watch the space in 2027, guys. It'll be here before we bloomin' know it. And we could have the big names. Uh, Tiger will be, what, touching 40s, I would mm. guess? 30s to 40s. But uh, all these young names that are coming on through that have been dominating the world of golf, uh, well, they could be here in Aotearoa real soon. Wow, that, that's awesome. Anything else happening? No, that's about it, mate. Uh, I can run off the top of my head just thinking... Um, yeah, that pretty well sums it up, eh? Cool. Well, we move on to our, well, obviously, certainly my favourite part of the show. The part of the show where we get to um, release some of the angst that has built up during the uh, week. The part of the show that we tend to call... Put the boot in! My Put the Boot in is going out to stuff. Stuff.co.nz. Now, when I opened up, because that's one of my favourite... Um, you know, go-to places for news and that. I opened it up and I see this particular um, headline, which reads, Nationals sinking feeling after Jacinda Ardern springs engagement news. Nothing positive to say about Jacinda finally announcing that she's getting married or that she's getting engaged. They have a, a um, headline that says, National sinking feeling after Jacinda Ardern springs engagement news. So instead of making it something positive about Jacinda and our Prime Minister um, of our country, they're making something negative about the National Party, the Opposition Party. Um, I don't know what the heck's gone, going on with um, stuff, but they always bringing out this negative sort of spin on what has definitely got to be great news. So there we go. That's my... Put the boot in! Yeah, my put the boot in, or should I say my punch is going into USC, Aussie representative uh, Robert Whitaker. He's a Māori boy representing our neighbours across the ditch there, um, you know, talking the high side, uh, you know. And usually I, I support him, but I support our, our own Kiwi... Uh, Nigerian uh, fighter um, is the uh, Adesanya. I hope that as he sort of, uh, you know, beams them up, old uh, my boy Robert Whitaker, who now represents uh, Australia, um, should be a great fight. But, uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me. It's like most contact sports, you get the, the, the talking hype. Um, it just sounds funny when, you know, a mighty boy who was born here and he says it in that Aussie slang and accent, it just sounds so hilarious. So that's my put the boot. Put the boot in! Well, my put the boot in goes into the internet because we can't seem to hear um, Reno Wilkinson's put the boot in. How about that? Well, anyway, uh, just want to uh, say a big kia ora going out to everyone out there. Also, want to say a big congratulations going out to um, Jacinda Ardern, of course, who... Uh, who, um, uh, well, got engaged yesterday, in fact, announced their engagement yesterday. So, um, uh, it's interesting. What was your um, put the boot in again there, Oh, no, just to uh, Marty, UFC fighter, Robert Whitaker, uh, representing Aussie. Just, uh, oh, right. You know, the, the, the trash talk, the hype. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot it of it. sounds funny. Yeah, you know, it is Aussie acting. Yeah. It's playing and playing. And I mean, as, as we said earlier, it doesn't have that same sexy ring as Kiwi acting. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, a lot of it seems to be, you know, uh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I, it's, it's all pre fight talk, okay? Keep yes, it, in it is. It always happens uh, continually. Yeah, keeping the punters, uh, you know, wanting more. Yeah, continually happens too. All, all the time, pretty much. Um, anyway, well, that is pretty much us here on Full Time. I want to thank, even though um, Reno uh, went and dropped out. <laughs> Big kia ora. Cheers to the bro, uh, uh, Reno, uh, for, for hello, joining. Hello. Oh, there he is. Here he is. <laughs> here he yes, is. Yeah, sorry, boys. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll put the boot into uh, quickly the internet. Here yes, you go. me Bloody too. Oh, oh, all right. Already did it for you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 
I, I was already putting the boot into the internet when you jumped out. <laughs> well, real quick, what was your um, actual put the boot in there, um, Reno, going to be? Yeah, you know, something, something to do with stuff. Uh, like what you said, Keith, you remind me of what I saw something about midweek. Uh, some guy doing something naughty to himself and uh, oh, right. something to do with it related to being a hardened criminal. And I cracked that when the stuff put that headline on <laughs> yeah, the guy, what the guy had done. Yep. You know, and, 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 and it sounds like incubator, but I won't say the word. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was, not, he was known for it. But uh, it had the headline by stuff. A hardened criminal. I'm going, oh, could you pick any other Oh, they've they've been putting up some, I don't know, definitely the spin, (laughs) hey, definitely the spin that um, stuff seems to put on on their stuff, it's quite um, out the gate, (laughs) I I would say, hey, (laughs) oh, it's a bit out the gate, that um, that website, anyway, um, cheers, uh, cheers Ra, of course, uh, for joining us um, once again, we'll catch up with you on Wednesday, eh bro? Yeah, we will, Keithy, and don't uh, forget uh, duck, duck uh, shooting gets underway this weekend, so uh, be safe out there and uh, make sure you get you hit your targets and, and nothing else, and uh, do have some uh, nice uh, roast duck uh, dinner. Reno, always awesome to catch up with you, bro. You enjoy the rest of your weekend, eh, uh, leading up to when you happen to fly off to Hawaii and to the US, eh? Yeah, yeah, thanks, boys. Uh, always a pleasure to talk on a Saturday. But like Ra said, please be safe out there, duck shooting. Uh, we just want to see no fatalities from there because the road toll already for uh, early hours of this morning. Uh, mate, it hasn't been good on the road, so everyone driving at the stage, please be safe. It's getting foggier and winter and icier. Take care, and I'll catch you our week's afternoon or halftime. Tuna FM.